Transmission incoming from Neptune's orbit. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. It's been a while since I've done that, and it feels good. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, I am your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. That is me. Mm-hmm. My little fella. Yeah. Well, not not that little. <laughs> not only that where little it, at all. Only where it matters. Yeah. <laughs> little I ego. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How are you doing, Glenn? I'm alright. Today was uh today was very rough. I uh I helped close, as you know, I helped close the Oaks Theater today. Yes. We got a yes, lot of our baby. Uh, we were our stripping baby it out boy. a bit. It was very depressing, honestly. Yeah. Cause I've never I've never closed obviously a business, let alone uh, part of my business before. Yeah. Not, not that it's my personal business, but um a business that I am working for. Yeah. Uh and just seeing it close down and just like seeing the process and be like, man, this is fucking sad, <laughs> especially yeah. on top of it, since it's a theater that we went to almost every week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just weird to see an end of a like road like that. Yeah. Um, Not only did we go there every week, it's where we first started KFR. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- like, um, you know, we, we went there to avoid talking to people we knew. Yep. Uh, <laughs> when we first started it. So. Yeah, it's it's uh it's gone unfortunately. Gone while I was in Iceland. That's probably yeah. the hardest part. I and I didn't even know it was closing until Yeah. I mean, I knew it was closing. It was just a yeah, matter of when. We all knew it was closing. It was just like they never gave us like a specific date on when it was happening. Yeah, and then, it was supposed to close in February. Lasted until uh what was it? May 3rd. May 4th is when May it 4th? closed. Yeah, May the 4th be with you. Yep. Um yeah, so like I was in Iceland, and you're like, it's closing, and then you said it's closing either this week or next week, and I'm like, oh fuck, I yeah, hope it's it next week. Yeah, it went down so. to like a domino effect. I'm like, it's closing, it's closing this week. It might close now. It's closing. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and it was, I was I was in Iceland just watching. We were from learning afar. as we were going, um, and I I really wanted to see Guardians. Like I wanted that to be the last movie I saw there, and of course. Yeah they didn't even like get the showings of it so they didn't show it at all so i was like well this fucking sucks yeah <laughs> last I movie i saw there was renfield and both of us yeah and i it, didn't uh, even know didn't even know had we known we would have changed that mm-hmm. but it's it is what it is yeah but uh yeah so you were in iceland <laughs> i was yeah <laughs> and i i will say i watched a whole lot of something and a whole lot of nothing at the same time interesting um i know you I, were at my house you were yep watching and, my pup my, my baby pup yep uh, with house sitting comes a shit ton of movies that are in your little collection there i looked at mm-hmm. them for a brief second and i'm like i'll be honest i do not want to watch a movie so i finished beef which is a series i had gotten halfway through before you went mm-hmm. uh to iceland and then I was about episode six, and I cranked out the rest of them. What an amazing show. I yeah. now understand what you mean by you would hate if they continued it because it does leave off on such like a good ending. Yes. But it also leaves it a little bit open enough to where it it could, but yeah. it would be nice if it didn't. Yeah, um, I, I am just like I love uh, finality in stories. Yeah. Uh, my biggest problem with American TV shows and even movie franchises now is that there's no finality. Mm-hmm. So, like, fi- endings are the greatest part of stories. Yeah. But none of these stories have any endings anymore. So it's it's just mm-hmm. it's kind of annoying. And so I really hope I heard that he doesn't want to do anymore. But you know, well, it would money is a thing. It would so. make sense for it to happen, I, I guess. But yeah. also, what would happen? <laughs> like, exactly. there's, uh, there's not enough there to warrant, in my opinion, a second season. You want to see, I, I can't spoil it, you want to see what happens, you know, but you don't, 
it's enough there to where you don't need to. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was great. I thought the two had such excellent chemistry. And I'm like, damn, these guys are so fucking toxic for each other. They're almost perfect. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Um, but that was a fantastic show. And um, I can't remember if I have Apple TV because of you on my TV or not, but I had never really gotten around to this show. And obviously, since I was at your house, I knew you had it on yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started watching Ted Lasso. And yeah. here's a little fun little fact I just should whip out. I finished this show in less than two days. It's mm. three seasons long. Yeah. That is an accomplishment, and I am disgusted with myself all is, in one little natural cycle. Is season three done already? It's, or? I got six episodes, six or seven episodes. So you watched everything that was available. So that's that's two seasons and then seven episodes of yeah. this season. Um, that's, that's To me, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like I, I started Friday night after work, and I finished Saturday night. Mm-hmm. That's bonkers to me. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't even watched. I've I've seen two episodes from season three because mm-hmm. uh, you know I have to wait for Caitlin, and yeah. uh, she keeps uh, falling asleep when our son falls asleep. So Damn. then it's just me by myself watching uh, I think, movies. I think the first season is like damn near perfect, and yeah. I think the second season is really good, and I think the third season. You kind of follow characters that really aren't in the scenario anymore. Yeah. And it's just like, why am I following this person when they're not even going on with what's going on with, like, the rest of the crew? Uh, I don't know. It's like, they're they're a fun character, but I just don't see them. That I just don't see why we're still following that person if they're not yeah. in the core structure of it. Um, but a fantastic show. Jason Sudeikis is so goddamn good. And I really like how... Uh, they they kind of bring a big factor into like men's mental health and how like serious yeah. it should be taken. Um, you know, most men are not going to ask for help or anything like that, and that's kind of what Ted Lasso is in this. Yeah, we're it's, trained not to. So, yep, we're just built, as they say, different, um, <laughs> and not yeah, in a good way. <laughs> not in a good way. Um, so that's a really good show. I finished that, and then. On Netflix, I, I still wasn't in the mood for a movie. For, I think because Oaks was closing, I was like, I'm just not in the mood to see movies. Yeah. Um, so I started up Narcos, which kept kind of popping up in my in my little life uh, about watching it. And I was like, mm, fine. You know, I'm house-sitting. I've got a whole week left. I'm going to start Narcos. I am almost at the end of season two. It's a really good show. Um, I... I really wish the story followed uh, Javier Pena, Pedro Pascal's character, more than it followed uh, Boyd, Boyd Holbrook's character, uh, mm-hmm. Steve Murphy. But I just got to the point where it makes sense why we're following that character now. So I, I guess I get it. Because um, Pedro Pascal's character was much more interesting. Um, and yeah. for a majority of it, we just follow Pablo Escobar. So you don't even really follow... Boyd, Boyd uh, Holbrook's character, mm-hmm. but uh, did, have you watched it? Or I don't think you Narcos, have. Narcos, right? no. Uh, you, you know me with TV shows. Yeah. I have like no problem with TV shows. Mm-hmm. I prefer, uh, and a lot of people think it's because I have a short attention span. But I could sit for a four-hour movie and be perfectly fine. So it's not that. Yeah. I just I don't like the rep, uh, repetitiveness of TV shows. I don't like how long it takes to tell simple stories because mm-hmm. be, by nature, TV shows have a lot of filler, which is fine. That's what they're for. You know, yeah. they're there so you can pay attention kind of and not really follow anything. Uh, so it just kind of bothers me to watch TV shows. And that seemed like one that would, is going to be good, but I just haven't gotten around to it. Uh, yeah, this might never, I'm going to be honest. I might never uh, watch it. Who I knows? mean, to be honest, I really never probably would have gotten through this if I didn't happen to be house sitting for you. Yeah. Um, I, it is, it is one of those shows where it doesn't feel like there's filler. Um, it is, it is, it is good. Um, but I mean, I, I, would not personally say, Mike, you should definitely watch the fuck out of this. It's so good. Yeah. Pedro's great. And honestly, uh, Wagner Moira, um, who plays Pablo Escobar, is kind of captivating. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I personally know you with TV shows, and yeah, you probably wouldn't care that much. Yeah. But it is good. Uh, but after that, the only thing I've really watched was 
Event Horizon, which we shall get into in just about 15 minutes. Actually, no, because you didn't watch that many movies because you I were didn't. away. But I was I away. For a fact, you did watch something. Tell me more about your life. Well, I know that you missed uh, a couple things Fuck. that we, we watched together. Uh, first I one being... always do this. First one being Bo is Afraid, uh, Ari Aster, Aster's newest film from A24. It. It's been so long. Yeah, it has. Walking <laughs> uh, Phoenix, of course, is in it. Uh, we are a review for that up on the YouTubes, so you can check out our thoughts on that. Uh, mm-hmm. Bo is afraid. Uh, I will just say it's crazy. I still it's, haven't rated it. I saw. Yeah, I know. Probably why you didn't mention it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, then uh, with my boy, my favorite Ooh. child, uh, I watched <gasps> oh. Madag. Keep going. I just forgot something. Madagascar. Uh. So yeah, uh, Madagascar. Just Madagascar. trying to find any movie that sticks that isn't the same movies he watches yeah. over and over again. Uh, his latest kick is the Cars trilogy. So <laughs> I, I'm not going to mention it, but I watched each Cars movie about ten times while we were in Iceland. Jesus, uh, I know you had been watching them for a while. But... I mean, no, I haven't been watching. They've been on in the background while. Yeah, I'm just you know doing things. Uh, so, but yeah, watch Madagascar. Uh, he he enjoyed it. Uh, mm-hmm. He likes the penguins. The penguins are the best part. Everyone knows they that. Are. That's why they got their own movie. Uh, then you and I and oh. uh, Jason and Taylor from my film Banshee, mm-hmm. uh, we all went to the Jim Thorpe Film Festival that was playing Banshee and watched Banshee. Yeah. Uh, but we also watched uh, a, f- a few other local short films. One uh, called Meats and Cheeses. Oh, my God. Uh, and that is now on Letterboxd for you to uh, rate with your oh, little thank Christ, because it's getting so many fives, it's insane. <laughs> yes. Uh, Meats and Cheeses is a hilarious short comedy. Uh, it's really, uh, I mean, I don't want to diminish it to this, but it is a skit, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, more so a skit than a short film. Not knocking it. That's just fact. Uh, yeah. It's it's like a, a scenario and a conversation and... Uh, but it's hilarious. It is by far. It beat Banshee for uh, best local film, and I'm not mm-hmm. even mad. That's how good it is. Oh no. Uh, so e- even the guy, like when uh, when you guys were up there, you know, talking about your films, the guy was just so fucking funny. Oh yeah, like, he just was. he's just naturally funny. So like you could yeah. see it pour out into meats and cheeses, obviously, and where obviously it came from, which is yeah. that guy. It was it was just super. Just super fun. Really yeah. kind of a highlight because we even talked about it. We went to lunch right after. We just kept talking referencing about it. And, and on the and way cheeses. back, we were just like, man, I wish we can like have that online somewhere. <laughs> uh, for those because of you. Because nobody else got the inside joke except yeah. for us. Yeah. Uh, so Meats and Cheeses, just to talk about that a little bit, uh, is a, uh, a short film about these friends where one of them is not exactly sure how many kinds of meats and cheeses there are. Mm-hmm. That's the entire thing. Pretty much. Uh, and it's hilarious. Uh, check that out in festivals if you can. I know it's also going to be playing at the Philadelphia Independent Film Festival, which hmm. Banshee will also be playing in uh, the weekend after this comes out. The May 20th is when Banshee's playing. I'm not sure when Meats and Cheeses is playing. But uh, if you're in Philadelphia, go check it out. Come see us on May 20th. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Meats and Cheeses, it's great. Then on the flight to Iceland, I watched Game Night, rewatched Game Night mm-hmm. uh, with Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. Uh, great comedy. I love, I love that movie. That's uh, such it a good was, movie. I guess, uh, you, uh, you know, air, airlines don't really censor movies anymore unless it's, like, involving a plane exploding or whatever. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, they censored the language in this. Huh. Uh, but the scene where a guy gets sucked into a plane engine, still yep. in there. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's the opposite of what censoring's um, all about. <laughs> yes, in in air air uh, planes at least. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love Game Night. Also, a little Rachel McAdams fact: uh, the the movie Eurovision Song Contest con- Song Contest uh, <laughs> with Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams is about. Yeah two Icelandic musicians who get into the uh, Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, in our sightseeing, Caitlin, uh, my my boy, and I mm. uh, accidentally happened upon where they filmed part of that. Hell uh, yeah. And there's still two keyboards just randomly in the middle of Iceland. It's literally like 
in the in the middle of nowhere. There's a lighthouse there, but that's pretty much it. It's it's history now. Yes. So. Uh, so I, I got pictures, uh, me with the keyboard, uh, both that Will Ferrell touch and that Rachel McAdams touch, and now I'm pretty much famous. You are. So there's that. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, game night. Sorry, going on a little tangent. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I, uh, you know, one of my favorite things to do when I travel to different countries is to see a movie in a theater uh, that was produced in that country. And mm-hmm. man, I got to see it. Twice. I got to do it twice. Two times. Nice. Uh, Yeah. Caitlin let me do it two times. The first one I saw was Driving Mum. I have a review for that up on YouTube. Uh, And, yeah, it's a dark comedy about this guy whose mom uh, wants to go to Gullfoss, which is like a a famous waterfall in Iceland, which I Mm -hmm. got to see as well. Nice. Uh, but she dies before she gets to see it. So he packs up her body into his car and goes to Gulfus, which is like a far drive for him. As any um, baby boy should. As any baby boy should, yes. So that's Driving Who's Mom. Check 40 out 40 plus years old. Yes. Check out my review on, uh, on YouTube for that. Uh, then I watched a movie called Godland. Uh, it is a movie about a Danish priest who is brought to Iceland in the 1800s uh, to build a church. And yeah. it's kind of like um, Heart of Darkness situation where he's going through this like barren wasteland and, and this this wild, wild landscape uh, and trying to survive, kind of driving crazy, driving him crazy, having a crisis of faith and faith everything. Uh, it's, it's a little bit uh, Michael Cimino. It's a little bit uh, Terrence Malick. And it's a little bit There Will Be Blood. So, hmm. uh, you know, right up my alley. I, of course. Uh, we'll have a review for that on YouTube when uh, this comes up. Uh, but yeah, that's Godland. Fantastic cinematography. You know, it's hard to get bad cinematography in Iceland because it's just such a pretty country. Yeah. Um, so I do suggest people check that out if and when they can. Same with Driving Mum. I don't know when they'll be available in the States, but fantastic films. Uh, then... When I came back, I watched Peter Pan and Wendy, uh, live-action remake of Peter Pan uh, from Disney. The only reason I watched this is that director David Lowry uh, directed mm-hmm. it. He, of course, has done uh, A Ghost Story, uh, The Green Knight, and uh, uh, Ain't Them Body Saints. Of sorts. Yeah, Ain't Them Body Saints, which we just recently reviewed on here. Uh, so yeah, I re- I watched it only for him. That's the only reason I watched it. As yep. far as the live action remakes go goes, it is the best one of recent ones. Oh. But that's also not saying much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like this is it's pretty much just down the middle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but all the other remakes are just bad. So. It's pretty uh, pretty much. Yeah, there are moments in this that I thought were brilliant and like were nice changes to the Peter Pan story. Um, and you know, m- some moments were way more emotional than I expected them to be. So in that sense, it exceeded my expectations. Uh, but yeah, only David Lowry could do that. Of uh, course. Then Especially I watched, when it comes to Disney. Exactly. Then I watched Event Horizon, which we'll get into in a minute. And then today I watched a movie called Yellow Rose, which is about a, uh, Filipina, uh, immigrant. Uh, she's... She grew up in the United States, but she's technically an uh, um, undocumented immigrant, you know, because mm-hmm. her parents brought her over when she was young and everything. Uh, so it's about her becoming like a country music um, performer while also hiding from uh, ICE. Uh, so, you know, pretty interesting. I It's kind of got clunky writing, but overall it's yeah. a decent, decent film. Uh, not gonna wow anyone really, but it, well, it might. But uh, I was looking to be wowed. Exactly. Uh, I was a little disappointed by it, but I also think it's it's a pretty decent film as well. Uh, mm. But that's all I watched. So after all that, uh, funnily enough, I think you might have taken longer than me. Uh, yeah, I'm not even done. You're not. Oh, you're not I had done. forgot one that I technically didn't finish, but I want to express how much the reasoning of I me not finishing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was, uh, I, I was browsing through the Apple TV, you know, catalog, and I was like, yeah. oh, shit, that's right. There's a new movie with uh, Ana de Armas and Chris Evans. Oh, yeah. It's, it's got to be pretty good. Nope. The answer is no. <laughs> First off, it's two hours, right? It's two hours long, which I'm like, oh, okay, maybe it's like a, 
I knew like the premise of it was like she's kind of like this uh, kind of like hitman, like assassin, like a but she's obviously it's it's secret. Uh, Chris Evans doesn't knows it or doesn't know it, um, and he's just this little little farmer boy, just a little little farmer man, and he's just a just a little blue collar little fella doesn't know nothing, and he's got asthma and shit, and she's popping into town for God knows what reason because something and god this movie's so fucking bad i don't know how to describe it correctly it's killing me that sounds it, like the plot to cars 2 it it's i'm not it's, even joking <laughs> honestly it, it might just be um so god i hate this so much this movie for the like 15 minutes the first 15 minutes felt like 30 minutes that's how long and drawn out it was the dialogue was so bad chris evans couldn't he wasn't even entertaining enough to be like okay like i could stick through this for enough i only got to the half hour mark before realizing i still wasn't even at the 45 minute mark and i was like i gotta go a little bit more there's got to be something that's juicy enough to maybe like warrant actually watching this movie got to the 45 minute mark and it was just so fucking bad that I literally looked at it, saw there was still an hour and 15 minutes left, and I just, I quit. I just quit the fucking movie. I think this was before watching, this is called Ghosted. Oh. This is before, I think before watching Ted Lasso, and this is why, this is the reason I didn't watch any movies, is because of this. (laughs) I never, you know me, I try not to not finish movies. Like, I, I try to watch movies all the way, no matter how bad they are. Mm-hmm. This made me, like, alt F4. I, I rage quit. I, <laughs> I just stopped. I literally ended it. I, I moved on and switched to TV shows and finishing them in a day and a half. That's how mad this, this movie made me. I was so upset. One of the writers is of the new Spider-Man trilogy. That's what's bonkers. Is like the 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 talent in the movie itself shouldn't or isn't bad, but the movie is garbage. And the writer of Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And Deadpool too. Who? And the CGI who, who, who was this. This, one is? this movie had to be being made during like COVID or like bef- like during COVID, and the, I think it, it was, and it just splashed over into finally coming out. Yeah. This movie sucked so much ass. <laughs> I gave it one star, and I was really fighting on even giving it anything, but, like, I hated it so much that I gave it a star. Because if I don't finish anything, I don't want to rate it. But I had to because I yeah. was so mad. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So watch it, Mike. Definitely. No, I will not watch it, but thank you. Thank you for the recommendation. Anyway, after that. Uh, anyway, now. after that, let's get into Event Horizon. After seven years. Eighteen people on board this ship when it disappeared. I want them all accounted for. Opening outer door. It came back abandoned. Any crew? Negative. This place is a tomb. But it didn't come back alone. Beyond the boundaries of our universe. Who knows where it's been? And what it's brought back with it. The ship is reacting to us and the reactions are getting stronger. What are you telling me? That this ship is alive? I have such one thing to show you. Oh my god! A rescue crew investigates a spaceship that disappeared into a black hole and has now returned with someone or something new on board Ooh. Mm-hmm. directed by paul ws anderson written by philip eisner um stars Lawrence fishburne sam neal kathleen quinlan uh jolie richardson uh richard t jones uh jack uh note noseworthy i almost said newsworthy uh <laughs> jason isaacs sean pertwee um uh, Peter Merrick, there's only a small crew, so I'm just going to say the rest. Uh, yeah. Peter Merinker and Holly Chant. Um, yeah, so I picked this movie because uh, it was referenced, like, obviously, like uh, two or three weeks ago in like a video that I saw. And they were like, this is our event horizon. And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? 
Uh, so I obviously I looked it up and then saw that you hadn't seen it. it I was is. like, man, I guess that kind of I guess we're both gonna figure out what the fuck that means. And after further viewing, I honestly I still don't even know what that means fully, and I'm scared to know what that guy was <laughs> referencing because this movie unpacks a lot, and anything he referenced during whatever video I saw did had nothing to do with what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I was pleasantly surprised that uh, I think last time I didn't show as much surprise but Paul W.S. Anderson made this movie period because it didn't feel like at least to me for the most part a Paul W.S. Anderson movie uh, until like some certain moments but for the most part it was put together way more uh, better than any yeah. of his other previous works. Also, surprise little note, is that he made Mortal Kombat, and I had no idea that he made that, which is kind of crazy. first one? The first one, yeah. That's bad? The first one was, like, the one of the better uh, Mortal Kombat oh, I, the, movies. I, I, the I, second I know, one was the one that was really bad. Yeah, yeah my, uh, one of my college professors worked on the second one, and he said mm. it was the worst experience he ever had. Yeah, the second uh, one was really bad. But the first yeah. one's, like, ranked... It's, like, up there in video game movies, so yeah. that was really surprising that... that Not not that that is what we're supposed to be talking about, but still. Yeah. Um, I agree that, technically, it, it definitely it felt more competent than anything else he has made. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's got interest, interesting uh, cinematography, um, got great editing and, and, and all that and all that. But the thing that just screamed and granted, had I not known it was him, that it probably would not have stuck out as much. Yeah. Uh, that screamed the, that he directed it is just how he got perf- like the performances he got out of people in the bigger moments. Yeah. Like anytime someone screams, it seems kind of cheesy and hokey and forced. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, a better director would have been able to get a better take. But it seems like maybe he got like the second or third take and you're just like, oh, that's good it's, enough. It's very funny because a lot of a lot of the actors are really good in this and then they'll yeah. just have really stale moments. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the, that was probably my biggest thing with this is that, you know, we, we got uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Neill. Uh, Kathleen Quinn, uh, Jolie Richardson, I, I know I've seen her in other things, um, uh, Jason Isaacs, for crying out loud. They're mm-hmm. all fantastic actors, uh, but they're very inconsistent in this. They have some moments that are great, and then other moments that are just like, you could tell they weren't sure what they were supposed to be doing. Yeah. And that is absolutely a directorial problem. And again, had I not known this was Paul W.S. Anderson directing it, I probably would not have picked up on it as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... You know, it just I the, a lot of those same problems happen in the Resident Evil movies he directs. Yep. Uh, so it just kind of you know took me out of it a lot. But technically speaking, uh, for 1997, with the exception of a few moments of bad CGI, mm-hmm. visually this is a great movie. Yeah, great uh, set pieces and everything. Absolutely, the the uh, the heart of the the ship that they take him into that has like the where the the machine that makes the black hole. That's mm-hmm. a beautiful set. The uh, gravity drive. Yeah, the gravity drive. That's right, and uh, you, it's just a very impressive visual film. Uh, a god, god has way more. Like I knew this was horror, but it has way more body horror than I thought it would. Yeah. Uh, like it, it is maybe a step down from um hellraiser Mm -hmm. in as terms of body horror but there's a lot in there that's just like jesus fucking christ yeah like they they went i thought this was i didn't know much about this movie but i thought it was more sci-fi with a little bit of horror but i think it's a horror movie with a little bit of sci-fi pretty much yeah Uh, and uh but yeah you know for the most part i would say just knowing this is Paul W.S. Anderson, it did impress me, mm-hmm. but it also uh, fell flat enough for me where I didn't quite love it as much as I was hoping hoping to. It's like it's like watching a Michael Bay movie and then he like then he makes something. You're like, oh, uh, like not knowing. You're like, this was Michael Bay, huh? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy fuck. Okay. Wow. That's what this to you know to do a little simile, I guess. 
uh, this this is what that felt like because like it, a lot of points without knowing for sure it does not feel like his movie unless like you in also include uh, the random nudity from time to time and stuff like that. But I was yeah, like, yeah, gratuitous, whatever. completely gratuitous too. Yep, um, it did not feel like it, and you know obviously warranting half of his catalog is what it is. You know, Resident Evil or just some other goofy stuff. This was definitely the most serious and definitely his best work, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Humbly, of course. <laughs> of course you got to remain humble. Yes. Um, yeah, it was, it was a pleasant surprise. There's, other than, like, the the, the acting, which kind of takes you out of the, the, the stiff moments, like, where it's kind of mm-hmm. stale, um, the, the the set, like, the, not the set, the, the plot of it's, like, just genuinely good. Um and like the core concept of it is is kind of riveting, to be honest with you. And I, I wish there was more, but then there was there's a lot of moments that kind of take away from it, um, like a lot towards the the half, the end half, is where there's like just bad bad sound effects, which is why I mentioned earlier, like the punching, like it sounds like a terrible punching on a bag or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. is is just where like I don't know, Lauren. I just remember specifically. Uh, Lawrence Fish Fishburne gets like thrown into the gravity drive wall, and it just sounds like, yeah, it's literally yeah. a spit. That's that's what it sounded like. I was like, what in the fuck is this 2008 YouTube video that I just watched right now? Something so, we would have done. <laughs> I mean, I still will, but I, yeah. <laughs> but like, I there's moments like where there was the bad sound effects, which just kind of took me out of. I'm like, mm, holy shit, what was that? Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, I think also one other thing that was bad. There's just so many little sprinkles that like make the core concept of it and the, and the, the movie itself, like go from really good to be like, mm, it's a, it's above good. Uh, it's, 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 or it's just, it's just below that, that threshold. Um, the token black guy that was in this too, Cooper, where he's just like, talking like he does and just saying the random shit that he does in this movie. It, it oh, yeah. Just, uh, uh, making everyone on the board on board need an HR department. Yep. Just and sexually harassing the women with no... And he's just like, why the fuck are you doing this to me? Like, why, why do you think it... Like, I was like, oh, that's really cringy compared to everything else that's been going on and being super serious. Like, if it's like a yeah. comedic, like a comedic flair, that's what, like, his character was. But mm-hmm. it was just so abstract to everything else going on around him that it just felt dumb. Yeah, he is one of the better moments. Um, I, I, I forget exactly what he says, but it's after, like, uh, Sam Neill blows up the Clark uh, and he's floating away, and then he, mm-hmm. he, you, he blows his air tank in order to get back to uh, the Event Horizon. And as he's approaching, he goes, oh, shit, I'm going to hit or something. Like yep. I forget he, exactly what he says. He just has his own dialogue yeah. that he's just talking where to he, himself. But he's just like, he, he has like a, a Dexter moment where he's like, surprise, motherfucker. But then yep. like half a second later, he's like, oh, shit, I'm going to hit. <laughs> okay, no, I think he says I can't stop. He's like, oh, shit, I can't stop. <laughs> it's Yeah, that's exactly what he says. <laughs> he's like, oh, shit, how am I going to stop? Oh, yeah. And then he hits the fucking window and Sam yeah. Neill just it's, turns. It's such a <laughs> tonal whiplash from. Yeah from you know him especially that situation moment. that they were in right there and then yeah. he's coming in he's like oh shit what the fuck am i gonna do man <laughs> it's yeah it's it's funny like if it's if there was more comedy to the movie yeah. i guess but as far as like that when it's just like you said it's like a tonal whiplash it's just like it's going from all this seriousness and like these guys talking um, you know, science shit and all this fuck, mm-hmm. and then he just comes in. He's like, "What the fuck do you mean by that?" And he's just like, <laughs> "It's just so, it's just so out of pocket. Yeah. It's insane." Yeah, uh, it's of course you know, this movie is not meant to be super intelligent. I, the entire time I was watching, especially when Sam Neill was um explaining the. Uh, concept of um, you, like the ship and everything. I was like, this is just like a dumber Interstellar. Yeah. Uh, with with the the explanation with like the pencil through the paper uh, paper and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
there are so many things in this that like just don't make sense. Like they have a limited amount of time to get off the event horizon because they're running out of oxygen. Mm-hmm. But when they think they're about to leave on the Clark, they're collecting oxygen tanks from the event horizon to yep. put onto the Clark. Like why did why was there that much time if you had that much oxygen? Yep. On the event horizon. It's it's just it, there's a lot of like just stupid things where it just completely negates or forgets what it, it was doing in the first place, um, and uh, it it makes a lot of you know exposition things that doesn't doesn't make sense or or just out of left field, uh, which you know is is the plot of the movie uh, is that like the ship is reacting to them and everything. Mm-hmm. But when Stark, I think her name is, which is played by uh, Jolie Richardson, or maybe it's Kathleen Quinlan uh, uh, who figures it. I forget who figures it out, but they're just like, I have a theory. The ship is reacting to us. That it's was like, Stark. How? And she says it way too early yeah. for it to make sense. Like she says it like maybe like an hour into them being on board. It's like, yeah. how did you have that theory? She, like, where, and also she evidence? had no reactions. The yeah. whole, the whole, almost the whole time. Actually, yeah, they I don't think show, she had any period. I think she, uh, when I was looking for a, a still to post, mm-hmm. uh, there was one where she's like tied up by barbed wire or whatever. Uh, but well, I don't they, they remember showed, that person. They showed that in the flashbacks that they never showed, showed, Jesus, they never showed her having any like hallucinations or anything like that. Like yeah. they showed that through Lawrence's fish or oh my god i'm losing my Lawrence's mind fish Lawrence's burn. fish burns man it hurts um but, <laughs> jesus christ they they showed it through his hallucinations and what's going on in his head but yeah. like they never show anything of her reacting to anything yeah um cooper didn't have any because he just wasn't on the ship like at all yeah same same with smith yeah um, he smith was getting skeevies but and he never poor like, justin had... was just a punching bag of the event horizon uh homie got everything fucked everything yeah everything <laughs> Bad that could have happened to anyone happened to Justin. Yeah, uh, who was? Uh, it was weird that they kept calling him uh, Baby Bear. Baby Bear. Uh, like they didn't explain it. Uh, uh, I well, think it was, he... it was Mama Bear. So like it was like a playful thing between those two crewmates. Well, he, is Mama yeah, Bear? Yeah, but it was just weird. It was. Oh no, hundred percent. Like, it was but, just like what the fuck you? Because no one are... else had a little nickname. Like yeah, Miller would be Papa Bear or some shit like mm-hmm. that because he's like head of the ship or whatever. But yeah, yeah, it was just just silly, just goofy. Yeah. Um, it's of course filled with a lot of stupid sci-fi tropes too. Uh, like they have that distorted video and Mm -hmm. she's just like, Oh, I'm going to run it through some filters to clean it up. It's like, that's not how video filters work. And with how fucked up that is, you, there's nothing you could do. Yep. Like you can remaster something with scratches, but you need. Yeah. Once the video is like that, it's kind of fucked. You can't just filter that. But, uh, yeah. You know, uh, sus- sus- suspense, suspend, suspicion, suspension, of dis- suspension, suspension of disbelief. Of disbelief yeah, <laughs> I'm dis- I'm disbelieving the suspension. Yeah. I don't know, uh, um, but I I feel like um, you know, a, a lot of great actors in this. Uh, I kind of felt like Lawrence Fishburne was phoning it in. Yeah. Uh, I maybe he was just kind of over the film or whatever. Oh yeah, um, maybe like he saw like. Uh, there's there's a lot of he had a lot of good parts but it, a lot of it felt staler to what he could do and yeah. it might might have kind of, I was never there I was four years old when this came out it might just have been like he saw how the director was you know directing it was like yeah so if, like he's, if he's not gonna care I'm not gonna care yeah yeah something like that because um, um. I mean obviously he's he's better uh, but <laughs> he's um. I I find it so funny because there's a moment in this that reminds me of the Matrix. Mm. Uh, it's when uh, Sam Neill's character is kind of like holding him captive, and he grabs his face because uh, Agent Smith in the Matrix does <laughs> damn near the exact same thing. And I was like, man, the '90s were just Lawrence Fishburne being Getting held captive <laughs> by Australian actors and, yep. and being touched awkwardly on the face. That was his mo <laughs> for the '90s. Um, no, but the, the the movie overall is okay. Uh, yeah. Just by how much hype I heard about this, I was expecting it to be more um, 
good, more good. <laughs> I I thought the first half had a lot of promise to it. Yes, it and then failed sec- miserably. And then the second half didn't deliver yeah. as hard as it felt like it was promising. I think a lot of horror fans, as they always do, mm. uh, I don't know why I put a, such a hard H on that, uh, a lot of <laughs> horror fans, um, as they always do, overhype it because of the, the horror elements are very impressive, and I will give it that. Like, the mm. the... the flashes of of um you know the gore and the violence is is terrifying but you're absolutely right that it just does not deliver on the promises that it it sets up um and has one of the worst endings i have ever seen in a movie where uh stark cooper and i think justin all escape yep and um like they're rescued and and uh stark is like having a nightmare or whatever and then it just like ends uh but not in like an interesting i want to see more way it's just like you could have stopped it two three minutes ago and it would have been better it would have been um, the same exact thing yeah so it, it just it was a horrible ending in my opinion uh i, th- I think he's known to do that in a couple movies though I feel, like yeah. he, I feel like he did that in resident evil as well i mean I, I i've only seen wrong. a handful of the resident evil movies i feel like I, they're all pretty bad. <laughs> I can't remember because I I did the the reviews for the sixty seconds during COVID, and then I just don't remember. They're yeah. just forgettable movies, so it's hard they to tell. They really are. Yeah. Um, Caitlin and I went on a fir- one of our first dates to see Resident Evil Extinction. I don't know how uh, you guys got married after all that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, me neither. <laughs> I don't I don't remember anything about that movie other yeah. than it takes place in the desert uh but that is like the one of the ones where i i just stopped caring because a lot of the characters that got and this whatever this this review is not about that um (laughs) there was (laughs) see how much that pissed me off so fast no we we, that happens to us a lot where i'm a hardcore resident evil fan so i just don't even want to go down that road yeah um but yeah this this movie had a lot of promise i would love Honestly, to see a remake of this and it be taken like seriously with a better director, a better um, director. Honestly, you don't even have to change terribly that much about it. You can keep this core plot, like uh, you know the ship being alive and all that shit. Um, but I think there's there's better ways of going about the the overall aspect of it. Uh, I feel like a bigger crew could even be like implemented in this and everything make you feel like there's more stakes involved and stuff like that Uh, maybe not you know hallucinations of sorts but i feel like there's there's more that that could be added to this to make it like a really good fucking movie it was a good movie it it was just a little left behind on certain parts and you know you wish there was more but it didn't give you that more yeah but you know there's hope one day maybe (laughs) yeah um, the one thing that I thought was kind of funny about this is that this was like a very anti-science movie. Mm-hmm. Like they had no time for Sam Neill's like scientific explanations, yeah. and then and then like they don't try to justify his actions at all mm-hmm. when it comes to like the scientific process of the Event Horizon. They just make him look crazy immediately. Mm. Um, oh my god! My favorite part about that. Is they were like, all right, explain to us what's happening, Doc. He starts explaining, what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> and layman's then, terms. He's like, layman's terms. And, Speak and then, he start, then he starts like talking a little bit like, you know, more on an average brain level. And he's like, fucking speak english man yeah <laughs> it's like all right so why even ask him if you're just gonna be a dick and the funny thing is like when he speaks in layman's terms like it's pretty easy to follow it's like yeah how are these people space travelers and that stupid yeah i I, I i don't understand it like they're supposed to be also scientists and military people <laughs> but so funny it, yeah it, it's it, i thought it was dangerously anti-science and and how it is and honestly probably a lot of the reason that a lot of people don't trust scientists today if if Mm -hmm. this movie was popular enough uh well that's another i feel like they could have built more off of sam neill's character and then like you know the kind of i guess air quotes twist of how he became the you know the the villain could have been like more like 
like well, yeah, they don't explain they don't explain like how uh he's infatuated with the other like it just it doesn't try to justify anything he does so then it just makes him like seem stupid right off the bat they they basically um, they just they just pick him that was that's pretty much it they just picked sam neil like there was no justification why they did they just yeah kind of did yeah uh, obviously he built it and everything but they they i don't know one it thing didn't we feel do like know there was about any... him yeah uh sorry what no oh go ahead <laughs> I was going to say, one thing we do know about him is that he has a dead wife. And we yeah. know that because he has 50,000 pictures around his bed. <laughs> like, how many fucking pictures of one person? And they're yeah. all, like, they're, none of them are terribly different. They're all, like, yeah, single how portraits. How dare you? you? You widowed bitch. Well, no, it's, it's I have no problem with him having a, a one or two pictures. No, it just shows you He has, you like, 20, yeah. and, like, 10 of them are, like, damn near the same. Mm-hmm. And it's it's that just loves her from every angle. Man. <laughs> well, it's the same angle. That's the problem. Uh, <laughs> she that, only needs one. <laughs> <laughs> that was the moment that I knew that this movie was not what everyone promised me it was. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I saw that. and I was like, oh, this is a B movie that tricks people into thinking it's good. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 I want to preface this by saying I enjoyed it. But it's absolutely a B movie that tricks people into thinking it's good, Honestly, which is fine. Like if you yeah. like this, if if you think it's a good movie, that's good for you. I, you know, film is uh, subjective, which is why it's so great. Um, but I, the second I saw all of his pictures, like, oh man, mm-hmm. we're in trouble. <laughs> we were indeed in trouble. Yes, we were. Mm-hmm. And make it devil. Uh, the only other thing I really have to talk about is, so obviously we talked earlier about Cooper kind of smacking in the ass, be like, oh shit, how do I, how do I stop? The, that scene was funny. And then (laughs) in being Lawrence Fishburne's getting pointed at with this bolt gun and he's like, you know, if you shoot, shoot me and miss, you'll, you'll, uh, put a hole in the ship or in hole in the hole and just blow like just fucking he's like what makes you think i'll miss turns to cooper and then shoots the fucking window sucking everyone almost out of the <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like what was this what was the genius in that he's there's no way cooper would have gotten in or anything like that what was and then not only that is you just compressed all that air outside and got sucked the fuck out oh yeah and then the most annoying part is there would be no air to breathe in i mean i'm not much of a scientist so you know the you know fucking glenn here talking to you about science is insane all that air getting sucked out and these people are just hanging on for dear life and somehow still breathing and exerting energy to get out is was beyond me and i had to i was like what the fuck is happening right now and then Mm. i just was like all right just let it go that drove me nuts. <laughs> yeah. But it was really funny, both uh, seeing Lawrence Fishburne's little uh, captain's chair, and, you know, uh, that was that was really goofy to see, just him sitting in that, and then seeing Sam Neill sit in it and then flying yeah. out of the fucking window was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing about, like, obviously that chair was designed to keep it steady when there's, uh, like, a lot of movement and everything. Yeah. Another way you could do that, uh, is by not having your artificial gravity on. Mm-hmm. Like, if you did that, it would get rid of so much of the turbulence that you go through yeah. in the ship. It was like the most uh, eyesore thing about their ship. I'm like, what the fuck is that chair? What yeah. is that captain's chair? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> everything else was normal. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, anyway, that's really all I kind of have to say yeah. about it. Uh, it is weird that, like, I am now at the age, and you are a little bit too, where, like, we go back and watch these movies with all these famous actors, and mm-hmm. I'm now currently the age of uh, I'm the age that um, uh, Jason Isaacs is in this. Yep. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne in this. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne is always like he is a uh, probably the one person that has always looked like he's like 45. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in this he's 36, uh, and I am. Going, I'm pretty soon going to be 34. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, he's close to my age in that, but he still looks like he's 20 years older than me. It's, uh, of it's course, weird... everyone knows in Apocalypse Now he was 14, but he yeah. uh, he lied and people believed him to think he was older. Uh, 
it's a weird concept to grasp, and yeah. it's even weirder when you see an actor that's like, oh my god, yeah, they're they're a little bit older than me, and you find out you're two years older than them. Like, oh, oh no, yucky! Oh. I yeah. hate that. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I, I I enjoyed watching this. I wouldn't say it was a good movie, mm-hmm. uh, but it's an enjoyable movie, which is you know yeah. more than I could say about any of other Paul W S Anderson movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got to change his name because it's too close to Paul it's, Thomas Anderson. It is. It's uh, kind mm-hmm. of aggravating. Yeah. How dare he? Yeah, have how, the same how, name. <laughs> how dare? Yes. Um. So wh- what are you what are you thinking there, Papa? Uh. Well, I'm thinking that that does it for a review for Event Horizon. Mm. That brings us to the judgment. As always, it needs to be oh. unanimous decision whether or not goes on the KFR shelf with the legs of Apostle and Handmaiden. Glenn, you picked this, so you go first. So I don't know oh, why you're asking me unless you're just I was trying to, to trick this. you. Um, oh, you bastard! So weirdly enough, I I both I liked this movie and I wish there was more. Uh, there's parts where it were, you know, it made the movie like bad in the moments, but I don't think it overall made the movie bad in any way. Yeah, um, is kind of. I, like like you said, it was kind of overhyped to the point where like we watched it and we're like, this isn't that fucking crazy. But I did enjoy this way more than I thought I thought I would. Uh, so I'm going to say I reluctantly want to put it on the shelf. The bad moments are bad, but I think overall the concept and everything was just just good and the movie was fun over overall. But... It's so weird that there's so many little things to make you want to not do it, mm-hmm. but I'm doing it. So I kind of want to put it on that shelf. Yeah. Uh, I would agree if oh, it weren't for that horrible ending. Yeah. Everything else is forgivable. Everything else in this film is forgivable for being a, a B horror sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not my favorite. Uh, I'll probably never watch it again. Same. Uh, and, but I enjoyed it for the most part for what it was. Uh, it was obvious that Paul W.S. Anderson does not know how to work with actors. Arguably still doesn't know how to work with actors. But visually, I think he's a good filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just not a good storyteller or, you know, co-worker for actors. But that ending is yeah. so unforgivably bad that I cannot in good conscience put it on the shelf. And I am sorry, Glenn. Understandable. But I'm going to have to say no. It makes me both not upset spaghetti, but it makes me want to <laughs> watch Sunshine. Sunshine is such a better movie. I was actually mm-hmm. thinking about that. Uh, the scene where Justin gets sucked out of the, the, uh, the air compressor thing. Yeah. What's it called? What's the it called? Airlock. Airlock. He gets sucked out of that. Yeah. It reminded me of that one scene in Sunshine that is still ridiculously unbelievable, but still somehow more believable than the one in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Sunshine's a fantastic movie. Everyone watched Sunshine. Sunshine's so good. Sunshine is so good. And honestly, if it comes up in streaming roulette, we're watching it. I don't I don't 100%. give a heck. I don't give a heck, Glenn. No hex uh, were given but that. But anyways, so Event Horizon, while still enjoyable, uh, does not make it on the KFR shelf for the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. That mm. brings us to our assignment for next week. It is streaming roulette week. Oh. Uh, as always, we spin the very real wheel with all the movies that we subscribe to through streaming services. It's the size of Rhode Island. It is big. It is wood. And it, it oh. takes it blocks oh. traffic on I-95. Holy shit. Oh, it's ridiculous how large it is. Uh, but we spin it three times and we pick the one that tickles our fancy the most. However, if Sunshine comes up this first time, we will only spin it once. Yep. Uh, so without any further ado, here comes spin number one. <gasps> Zombie Land. Can you Funnily imagine enough, if Sunshine did pop up? <laughs> yeah. Zombie Land uh, was actually. Uh, uh, the uh one day was what was i gonna say oh um he it's written by one of the writers of ghosted (laughs) oh god why me (laughs) so zombie land uh that is going to be on uh prime apple 
uh, Crackle Criterion. No, sorry, that's all of the things I subscribe to. Ignore that. <laughs> it's going to be on Netflix, Zombieland. Uh, a shy student trying to reach his family in Ohio, a gun-toting bruiser in search of the last Twinkie, and a pair of sisters striving to get to an amusement park join forces in a trek across a zombie-filled America. Uh, directed by Ruben Fleischer, written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, starring Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, Woody Harrelson, and Abigail Breslin. Mm-hmm. Bill Murray's also in there for a hot minute. Ooh, yeah. and H- Amber Heard. Um, Why? So, yeah. <laughs> she's, I mean, it was pre-last yep. year. So uh, that is, of course, Zombieland. Uh, 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, 73 Metacritic score, and that is going to be on Netflix. That is our first spin. Here comes spin number two. U-Turn. Looks mm. like possibly a Bollywood movie. 2016. Okay, there we go. It is on yes. Netflix. Netflix. Uh, directed by Pawan Kumar, written by Pawan Kumar, uh, starring Shraddha Srinath, Roger Narian, uh, Radhika Narian. I wonder if they're related. Uh, Dilip Raj uh, and other people. Let me see if it is indeed Indian. Uh, Where is that gosh darn thing? Darn tootin'. Mm. Uh, A journalist who intends to write an article on traffic rule breakers gets dragged into a whirlpool of murder cases and deception. Interesting. To to further solidify, it is from India. Yes. Uh, So that's 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. U-Turn on Netflix. That is spin number two. We need sunshine, damn it. Uh, we do. <laughs> here comes spin number three. Oh, it's not sunshine. No, it just made me a sad boy. Yeah, same here. Pool Hall Junkies. Oh. Christopher Walken here. Oh, really? Oh, Michael Rosenbaum's in there, too. Oh. Chaz Plumentary. Uh, so that's going to be on Freebie, it looks like, possibly more. It's, uh, it's on a bunch of stuff. YouTube, Tubi, Pluto, Peacock, Sling, Roku, yes. Amazon. Yes. A uh, whole pool, bunch of stuff. Pool Hall Junkie, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. 36 Metacritic score. That's not looking good. A talented pool hustler <laughs> who's, who has stayed out of the game for years must go back to his old ways when his little brother gets involved with his enemy, the very man who held him back from greatness. It is directed by Mars Callahan, written by Mars Callahan and Chris Corso. It is starring Mars Callahan. Oh, God, it's an ego project. Uh, Chaz <laughs> Palminteri, Michael Rosenbaum, uh, Ricky Schroeder, Rod Steiger or, uh, is in it. Uh, Allison Eastwood, I believe she's related to Clint Eastwood. Uh, Christopher Walken, as you said, as well. Uh, was there anyone else? Uh, there's people in there. There's a guy named Peter Dobson. He, I don't know. He might be familiar. But that is Pool Hall Junkies. So we have Pool Hall Junkies, U-Turn, and Zombieland. God. Our first roulette week couldn't have been... I mean, it could have been worse, but... <laughs> nothing tickles my fancy, really. Yeah, the... I... I, I, I want to go ahead and kind of knock off Zombieland, to be honest. Yeah. I've, I've seen it. I I probably wouldn't have too much to talk about. Um, that's up to you, though. I guess. I guess we'll figure well, that out. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm I'm leaning Zombieland just because it's the only one that I know is at least okay. <laughs> All right. Planet Earth. Home to over six billion people. Today, our very existence is threatened by epidemics, climate change, and dwindling resources. But those are the least of our problems. Welcome to Zombieland. Uh, I'm um, not excited about this. I mean, I'm super excited. We got to get people excited to watch it or listen to the next yeah. episode. Twinkies. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we go. I don't that? even know if they make those anymore. Still. Uh, well, I know that tasty cakes are better. Yeah. And uh, that's Zombieland's biggest flaw, as far as I'm concerned, is that they're not talking mm. about tasty cakes. 
They messed up. They did mess up. So, I guess Zombieland is the movie we're watching next week? Mm, I guess so. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we're Keystone underscore film underscore review. Uh, Facebook and TikTok and YouTube, Keystone Film Review. No, wait. Something like that. And then on Letterboxd, I'm Mike Kavar. It's been a while. It's been a minute. Yeah. And you are Glenn Kavar. Glenn KFR. Yeah, sorry, I stepped on your toes there. Yeah, right on my toes. You're lucky I was wearing sandals. Oh, oh well, what? So it's easy access to step yes. on them. But yes, and we will uh, see you next week when we talk about Zombieland. Mm. Very exciting. Very. Bye bye. Bye bye.